Well, welcome to our second episode of a Cowboy Connection podcast. My name is Kevin Cooley. I'm sitting here on uh, the computer with my good friend, Bill Plouffe, my fr good friend, Tad Torgerson, and my good friend, J.R. Vizane. And, and uh, I'm glad to, glad to be with you guys. Glad you're here. Thanks for, thanks for hosting, Kevin. Thanks for having us here. Yep. So the only real feedback I got from our first podcast is from uh, a guy that said it was uh, – uh, it was good and informative. There was a lot of information and it was long. And I said, well, it was only 54 minutes. It could have been a whole lot longer. So um, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we won't pay too close attention to the, to the timer, but uh, uh, I got some good feedback. How's everything going in your world? You guys uh, dealing with snow right now? Nope, no snow. Oh no, it's uh, no, it's it's good weather up here. We had about thirty-seven degrees up here today in Lewistown, so it was nice up here. We were warmer than that. We were even we were close to forty-five. So t-shirt weather here. Getting that way, huh? Getting that way, yeah. Well, did you have a good Christmas? Everybody, everybody gets some good family time for Christmas. Oh man, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a great, great Christmas. Pretty. Pretty simple, but uh, had a good time with our church family on uh, and, and some other outside people from outside the church on Christmas Eve service and then had a great Christmas at home. I got to take the wife, just the wife and I went on a wagon ride together, no kids. So that was kind of a Christmas miracle on its own right there. So, <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, not everybody has the, has the, uh, uh, the ability to be that romantic, Bill, take their their wife on a on a Christmas carriage ride, man. You you're. Hey, uh, all I got to do is find me on Facebook, and I know a guy that'll hook them up for an all low price of. <laughs> all you got to do is drive to Lewistown, Montana, and, and uh, Bill Plouffe will hook you up. So. Hey, the right price for the right price. I'll drive to where they're at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man that's that's not a bad deal uh this episode sponsored by uh uh ploof carriage rides uh <laughs> on, on facebook and instagram so there you go as soon as you start making money we'll uh we'll start expecting some here for sponsorship so right on right on so this world uh world-class podcast we got going on so well, let's uh, let's see what we got. We we had a good conversation a couple of weeks ago. We're going to start this conversation off uh, just with uh, a little word of prayer and then uh, and then some scripture reading. So, Lord, I thank you so much for these men and for this time to visit, and uh, just the way it encourages me. And uh, just ask for your presence to be known and felt this evening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, I left you guys with a word. And a scripture verse. I left you with the word influence and the scripture, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing that you may discern what is the will of God, what's good and acceptable and perfect. So we uh we all agreed that uh that one of the key things in this uh, Cowboy Connection uh, group that we've we've started this podcast is 
is to talk about things like mentorship and accountability and relationship and, and communication and just the value of it. And, uh, uh, maybe ways and especially in the cowboy culture that it is lacking cowboys may be a little too tough a little too prideful to open up and and uh different things like that and as we look at a passage like this when we talk about the word influence and look at a passage like this uh to me it uh i look at it and, and, and I say, okay, so being conformed to this world, some passages say rituals and customs, some passages, some versions might say, uh, use a different terminology, but conform to this world or the ways and means of this world. To me, I think of how we've been raised to think uh, like tough macho men, pull yourself up by your bootstraps uh, you know, do it for yourself, take care of yourself, all those kind of things. And, and I see how that can create uh, walls, barriers, uh, create ways of thinking and styles of relating that keep us from uh, doing business, confessing our sins one to another, things like that. So what does it, uh, what does that, what does this conversation mean mean to you guys i'd go right with what you were saying there um some of the notes or what i put in here you know just kind of taking what your question was was how how has influences in this world affected your way of thinking and style of relating to what we need to consider uh, our mind we need to consider our minds need to need to be renewed in and i was just saying that in our cowboy culture we have the image and the attitude that has been created um it's the just cowboy up mentality uh, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going kind of an um, attitude. And, you know, if you watch many, many uh, Western movies or, or, you know, anything that pertains to a cowboy, you know, I mean, I haven't watched Yellowstone and I've kind of chose not to for many reasons. But, you know, even in there, people say that the image that is that's even being portrayed in there is kind of that same same image. Of, you know, it's and that image is being personified and romanticized by the media and, and even oftentimes the public and you know, to kind of just go with that question, I absolutely can be that guy that, you know, um, just that, you know, got a cowboy up, just, just got to be toughen up a little bit, take care of it, you know, be a man, deal with it kind of a deal. And, and I do think there's a place even in Christianity to have that tough, tough guy, um, not in a wrong attitude, but definitely we need, we definitely need some more masculinity at times, I will say in Christianity, but I also think that, you know, we can push it to the other end of the spectrum that uh, we can certainly, uh, certainly just have that attitude that I don't need anyone else. I can do it on my own. And, and that's a dangerous position to be in, you know, cause I, you know, I think about Paul, he, he, uh, he said that, you know, when he cried out to the Lord three times to, to remove that thorn in his flesh. And finally, you know, the Lord says that my grace is sufficient. And Paul then said, you know, I'll boast all the more in my weaknesses because in my weaknesses is when, you know, his grace brings me strength. That's a little bit paraphrased there. But anyway, with that said, you know, I think that's the whole thing is realizing how much we need each other. Um, no matter how much we think we can do it on our own, the more we do stuff on our own, it just seems to be 
quite a bit more of a wreck and and i'll make one more statement here and then i can turn it over to someone else but something i just kind of struck me today as i was reading through this passage again and this morning and looking through it and preparing for for this evening is you know i'm going to just read the read part of that scripture in romans 12 2 out of the new living it says don't be don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world and it goes on and says but let god transform you into a new person by changing the way you think and I mean, that just hit me this morning. I was like, that is repentance right there. Ooh. That's what that is, is just saying, you know, Lord, I've been thinking the ways of the world. I've been, and, you know, the customs and behaviors. And, you know, and I think we can break it down into a lot of parts of our lives, you know. And there's times I think of the behaviors and customs of the world of, in my marriage, you know, how, how, how the world thinks of, you know, dealing with your wife and such, and it isn't right. Or even how I discipline my children or how I relate to my friends and, so I just thought that was a real interesting thought is to to just stop and think, you know what, I've been influenced by all of this stuff around me. You know, for 29 years, I lived the ways of the world. And, you know, for 19 now, I've been, you know, serving the Lord. And so it's been a process. And, and the more I renew my mind, the more I guess I'd realize <laughs> I need to renew my mind. And so I was just the thought I had today is that truly... Uh, we need a repentance uh, from the ways of our world and the customs and the behaviors that we've been following. That's good. Yeah. I kind of take it, I kind of take it um, kind of off of what you said, Bill, uh, about we need more masculinity in, in the Christian world, in the church. And uh, I think sometimes when we, when we talk about do not be conformed to this world, we kind of get this, maybe idea of like this choir boy kind of persona of, of being perfect and being nice and, and all of those kinds of things. And um, as we talked about last time that we, that we met, um, we talked a little about, about just being real with each other. And uh, Bill, you shared that verse in the New Living Translation. And when I was looking at stuff this morning, I went to, uh, I kind of wanted, I kind of knew what this said in the message, uh, in the paraphrased version of the message. And I kind of really like the way that it talks about it in here. And starting with verse one in uh, Romans 12, it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God, and you'll be changed from the inside out. And I really like the way that it, it kind of where it talks about just taking your everyday, ordinary life and being real with people and as we talk about influence um you know it's those relationships with people i mean that's kind of really what this is all about is 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 our relationship not only with with god but our relationship with other people too and if we allow ourselves to just be who we are as we allow the holy spirit to lead us and as we allow the word of god to renew our minds like it talks about in in um in that verse in, in, in the new King James. Um, and we're real with people to me, that's where the influence comes in is it's, it's developing those honest, sincere, uh, real life relationship with people where we can be open with them and, and they can see who we are, um, see that we're flawed, 
but see what what Christ has done in our hearts and in our lives. And um, when we're talking about influence, I think it's just real important that we're we're real with people. It's yeah. good. Jr. Uh, yeah, no, shoot, I did quite a bit of pondering on it, and I uh, I like the word bill use. That was a that was a word that came to me as I pondered on the verse as repentance. Um, that is what repentance means: is to change the way you think, to change your thinking. And when we think of repentance, a lot of times we think towards forgiveness, and not only should we repent from our sins, but we should also repent to these customs and behaviors of the world, which are, I guess, sin, but they're overlooked as sins, I guess, as to not be in sins. And some of the pondering I did, I just come up with what are some of the behaviors and customs of this world. And some of the ones that I came up with are uh, worrying in hard situations, uh, cussing and bad-mouthing others, partying, drinking, premarital sex, um, idolizing other gods such as money, sports, sports teams, and earthly possessions, putting your faith in superstitions, um, doing things on certain days or wearing certain clothes, blah, 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 um, being selfish, and gossiping and judging about others and others. Um, those are just kind of some of the customs and behaviors of this world that I came up with. And I fall short and fall into some of those categories myself. So um, how do you change your, the way you think and how do you renew your mind? And one, the very most important thing I came up with, I guess, is to stay in the word and in prayer. Um, just like Bill said, it's a constant work. You have to work at it. You have to work at changing the way you think, changing the way you view something. Um changing your person enough i know just from my personal experience a rodeo when i decided to turn it on for the lord instead of for the world i had to change the people i surrounded myself with i had to let close friends be bygone for a while and and not hang out with them until i was strong enough to control my behavior and control my habits in front of them um so it's it's not a it's a lot of times it doesn't happen overnight. It is a constant work and you have to constantly, constantly search yourself and ask God to point out your flaws and ask God to help you help point out what needs changed and give you the strength to change them. Because a lot of those things that I had to change, I couldn't do it on my own. I had to find other ways to remove myself from the situation or change the way I lived or just that change the people I was around, change the people that were in my business, change, change a lot of things to, to get myself straight to where I was strong enough to spiritually to handle myself when I was back around those people. Um, a few other ways to change the way you think are, uh, instead of worrying, put full hearted faith in the Lord and his plan, uh, control your mouth. So think before you speak, Lean on the Lord and do not fall into temptations and love your neighbors yourself and think of others as better than yourself and be a, be a constant service to others and surround yourself with others that will hold you accountable and make you better. Um, I think last week, our last podcast, we talked about ironing, sharpening iron. 
and that's what we got to do. We got to surround ourselves with people that are, that are going to sharpen us and keep us, keep us striving to be better and to, and to be better in those situations and to be better in this world and not fall into the trap of, of the normal customs that everybody thinks is all right, just because it's day-to-day living. Um, we're, we're called to be different. Um, and um, Jesus was different and we're called to be like Jesus. So a few verses that I uh, wanted to add to it are the other one is also found in Romans, Romans 6, 12 through 13. It says, do not let sin control the way you live and do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve, in, to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. And uh, another one is John 15, 4. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So I guess in my personal experience, how I changed, and don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. I fall too custom worldly behaviors from time to time as well. But the way that I have learned to overcome is to constantly remain in the word, constantly remain in prayer and constantly have the Lord searching myself, telling the Lord, break me and make me new and point out the, 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 the blots in my life that I need to correct and I need to be better at and just keep striving to be better. That's uh, man, that's good. I really appreciated you bringing in that last passage about remaining in Christ and he'll remain in, in us because so often, and, and I know every one of us can agree on this, that we, it becomes such a struggle. It, it's, it's almost like we're, we're bearing down trying to do it under our own power and our own strength. And, and we forget we're really to turn it over to Christ, you know, and, and, and just really open our hands and, and release it to allow him to to help us with that but i was reminded of colossians 3 as you were talking there jr and and i would encourage anybody to go in and and read the full passage there's there's quite a few passages that paul writes that that are similar um he says uh starting in colossians 3 he says seek the things that are above if starts off with if you have then been raised with christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. So that's a, that's an action where we, we are honestly um, turning our face towards Christ and away from those worldly things that are giving us a hard time that are giving us a struggle or whatever. This is where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things that are above and not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Skip down a couple of verses, says, put to death, therefore, and this is, this is some of the stuff you were talking about, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, idolatry. Um, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked, okay, um, says, but now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth, all things you mentioned. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, 
which is being renewed in knowledge, all right, being renewed in knowledge, being, being transformed by the renewal of your mind, going back to Romans 12 too, right? Um, here, there's, no, uh, there's not Greek or Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, um, uh, barbarians, uh, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. It says, put on then God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, that's a, that's a strong, a strong uh, tool to have in your toolbox, the ability to forgive people, right? That's my own uh, little sentence there. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Uh, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word, now I'm, I'm going to hit on some of the things you said were useful tools that Paul is, Paul's put in here, and he agrees with you, JR. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Okay, that's the word of God. Let the, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Um, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, okay, that's being surrounded by like-minded brothers, sharpening iron, sharpening iron, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. To me, that includes prayer, that's worship, that's communication <laughs> with God, uh, that's prayer, uh, and thankful with thankfulness in your hearts to God, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Well, you can't sin in the name of the Lord Jesus. So that's a powerful conclusion to that little section. But I think that's a, a, some scripture that just backs everything you just said, JR, and, and, and what the your other two guys said too as well. So, Well, yeah, and basically what that's calling us to do is to be influencer instead of being influenced. And one saying that always comes to my mind whenever we talk about influence and being being an influence to others and to those around us is to to be the thermostat not the thermometer set the room temperature don't check the room temperature so um it's hard for us to influence others if we're not in check ourselves you know what i mean Good, so yeah. yeah uh the best way to stay in check is stay in your word stay in prayer and stay in constant <laughs> constant checking of yourself and surrounding yourself with others that are going to hold you accountable and not let you slip. I had that same, same exact statement about the thermostat and thermometer come to my mind also today, JR. And as we've been talking, I keep thinking about that scripture back in, uh, I believe it was Matthew. I don't have it right here, but I'll, I'll just kind of give the over overview thought of it. I remember when, you know, Jesus was talking about, you know, you can go in and cast a demon out and sweep the house and clean it all up. But if you don't replace it with something, that demon's going to come back seven times worse than it did. It was before. And I, that I just keep thinking about that's when uh, I guess I'd call it the self-willed Christianity when, you know, I'm going to give up, I'm going to give it up, I'm going to give it up. And and, you know, sooner or later, because you don't replace it with something or something spiritual in this case, as we're seeing here, the word of God and prayer and 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 just basically really replacing it with the Holy Spirit in our life that, um, you know, it's that that battle will just increase basically seven times if we don't if, if we because I, I think, yes, repentance is truly a change of mind. But I also believe that that change of mind 
has to bring change of action too. Ooh. And so if we're, if we're just trying to self-will, I'm going to change my mind about it, but our actions aren't following our, uh, our, our thought process, you know, cause I was singing there again, as, uh, you know, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so, you know, the reality is, is the fruit of, of our life will start to show if we have true, true repentance in, in our situations, you know, whatever it was, because there again in Ephesians, you know, Paul had wrote in Ephesians 4, basically, you know, he who stole, let him steal, he'll no more use his hands to work. You know, he who, you know, lied, let him speak the truth, you know. So there was always, always, a, you get rid of this action and you pick up this action as far as, uh, as far as repentance is, is what I can see in the word of God. And so just as you all have just read there, you know, we have all these, these worldly actions. And if we don't replace them, with the word of God or in prayer and worship and fellowship with our brother and uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. I believe that it just becomes a, a stronger battle and it's just going to make our self-willed Christianity, which really is religion and idolatry at the end of it, become a greater thing in our life. That That's really good, Bill. That That's exactly it. And there was, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it today, Cody Custer had a post on Facebook. Did anybody see that today? It, it, was, it was it was absolutely just uh, exactly what we're talking about today. And and he was talking about um, kind of what Jr. said when when he first came to the Lord that he um, I'm paraphrasing heavily here, but when he first came to the Lord that he needed to kind of separate himself from some of the relationships that he had. Uh, but kind of once he was grounded he found himself thinking that, you know, he still valued those relationships with those people that he had known before. Uh, but now he had, now he kind of had something to offer them and to just kind of live his life the way that, that Christ was leading him. And he had an opportunity then to, to influence, to influence those people. And Kevin was talking about in Colossians there, it made me think about in Galatians where it talks about, um, the fruit of the spirit and kind of what, 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 uh, what Jr. and Bill said too, you know, we put that stuff off and in Galatians, it talks about that when we follow our sinful nature, that this is the fruit that's going to show up. And it talks about stuff that you guys already talked about sexual immorality, impure thoughts, idolatry, and the list goes on and on. And, but like what you said, Bill, when we just try to just, clench our teeth and and just stop doing that stuff it, it just is this battle and then turns into religion but uh galatians in in verse 22 then it talks about when the holy spirit controls our lives that it'll produce this kind of fruit and it talks about love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control and those are the kinds of things that when we talk about influence that the world is really missing that the, the customs of this world and, and the, you know, the normal way that people live and behave in the world is, is all of that stuff is absent for the most part. And so when we do those things and, and we're staying in the word, we're staying in prayer, um, we allow ourselves to be controlled by the Holy Spirit then, and then naturally the fruit the fruit or supernaturally i should say the fruit of the spirit comes out and all those good things that everyone wants in their lives 
will just become become evident. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. That's good. The uh, the thing that's made this uh, oh so powerful for me is is just over the years seeing how people have influenced me. You know, um, uh, you know, I I didn't uh, necessarily. Uh, you know, I, I was raised by a single mom my dad was there but but he didn't have you know but he was a long way off he was an alcoholic and and uh and so there was that that um oh elderly wisdom that 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 I didn't have you know graduating high school and 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 so I I've sought after uh those uh type of of mentors over the years and and I've worked for you know, I've worked for good men that were good influences and, and I've worked for men that were bad influences. And uh, I was sitting at a, we had a ranch rodeo here in Matizzi a few years ago. I was sitting there at the dance afterward with a, with a fella that I just met that day. Nice guy. He said, uh, he said, I would have never guessed you were a, a preacher. I said, well, I said, I don't know if that's good or bad. I said, what, why is that? And he goes, well, you just don't act like one. I said, well, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> you know, I wasn't, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't acting a fool. I was just being friendly and having a good time and, and everything else. And, and he said, no, he said, I you just, I just, you know, he said, I, I never did like going to church and <clears throat> just felt too preachy and never understood why I had to go to church because, uh, you know, I cowboy in some of the most beautiful country in the world, never understood why I had to go to a building to, to, uh, to fellowship with God. And I said, well, I said, that's, that's interesting. You say that. So what I'm hearing from you is that you spend time daily worshiping God, uh, while you're horseback. I said, that's, that's kind of funny to me. Cause, because I find when I'm busy cowboy and moving, a uh, you know, moving cows from one pasture to the next, I actually kind of get surprised at how little I thought about God you know, because I've been so busy working. And I said, I'm a pretty spiritual guy. And I said, I, I don't think you understand what church is. I said, church isn't a building. Church is a, is a group of people. I said, you go to church every time you go to the bar and get drunk with a bunch of your buddies, or every time you go to a ranch rodeo and get drunk and act a fool with a bunch of your buddies, you're going, you're just going to the wrong kind of church. He said, I've never heard that before. I said, well, probably because you're not going to the right church, you know, <laughs> but uh, I've come to, I've come to realize the, the value of, of people encouraging me to, to make good decisions and, and making me, building me up, you know, and, and speaking the words of encouragement or correction I need to hear. And you got to give people permission to do that, you know, we don't realize just how influenced we have been by the world until the Holy Spirit reveals it to us, either through prayer, time in the word, or through a brother that's saying, your thinking's wrong right there. And 
And when we invite someone into that, because that's, that's where we make a mistake a lot of times is we think we have those people in our life, but we don't give them permission to say anything to us. And, you know, when we are at a rodeo Bible camp together, like, like the four of us and many others are, you know, and, and we take the opportunity to, to just bend each other's ear and, and, or send a text to each other and go, man, you know, this is what's going on in my life. Or you see one of us post a, a post on Facebook that isn't very godly. And one of us sends a private message and says, Hey, that's not a very godly post you made on Facebook. Some people get really ticked off when you do that. But when you've given someone permission when you've invited someone into your life to, to, to help you grow spiritually, you really don't have a right to get upset, to get mad at them. And, and to me, that's what, that's what a band of brothers, a circle of sisters, you know, that's what church is. And there's, there's plenty of self-righteous people. There's plenty that are, that aren't doing it right, but there's, there's plenty that are doing it right. All you got to do is look for them. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, the thing I'm thinking, it's it, it, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there, Kevin. Oh, you're good. You uh, what, what I'm thinking of is that you're sitting here talking and we're all talking, but I, I was just this whole, you know, if you're going to invite someone into your life um, or if, you're, if you've been invited into someone's life, I think that's this is maybe more the statement for that. But if you've been invited into somebody's life to be that that accountability partner, and I know everybody hates that word, except for an accountant because they account things anyway. But uh, beyond that statement, um, you know that that if you've been invited into somebody's life, you've got to get in the word den. You know, I don't, I, 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 for me to to be the you know the guy for any one of us on this conversation or any other other situation to hold them accountable. If I'm not in the word myself. I, I mean, you know, we, we can all have a moral code, if you will. I mean, you always see the you know, cowboy code and I'll read some of them and I'm like, they, they don't line up with the Bible, to be honest with you. <laughs> There's some of that stuff you're like, yeah. that, 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 that's junk, doesn't work. But what I'm saying is, you, you know, if you're, if you're called into that, that band of brothers to be that guy for somebody or for a group of men, you better be in the word yourself. You better be deep in the word yourself because you need to know the standard and it isn't a legalism thing. It's because, well, as, as, as we hold others accountable, we'll grow ourselves. Sure. And I've always said that, you know, some of the quickest way to grow is go disciple somebody because yeah. you have to have to, you know, really grow. And I, I read this statement. I'm trying to remember if I've been reading a, a book on communion and a couple of devotionals, but it just, I really feel like this goes with what we're talking here tonight. And I really liked it. And I put it down in my notes. It says, spending time with the Lord is not an option. It is the answer. And it says, so come into the presence of God and allow him to refresh you. As you do, the Holy Spirit will release his resurrection power and he will quicken you in your physical body. You will be strengthened, refreshed, recharged, and supernaturally empowered by God. So you can go back out there to refresh with a fresh perspective and a new energy to finish what you have started and and i just thinking about the whole influence thing and and the repentance thing and and i just like how the beginning of that statement starts is it says spending time with god is not an option 
it's the answer. That's good. That's good. You know, when you when you bring that up about mentoring and about how uh, when we do that, we have to stay in the word. I think about all four of us are our fathers, our dads, and we have that every single day. I mean, it, we, we have such an awesome responsibility uh, to do that for our kids. And uh, it just that just really encourages me because, uh, you know, we've got to in order for us to have anything to give, we got to be filled up. And so uh, that really spoke to me. I appreciate that. That's the other thing too, is it's our job to, to release that as we get filled up. It's our job to hand that off to somebody else, whether it's our kids or friends or family or whatever it is. Um, that's selfish to keep it all stored up inside. So as you learn, as you grow, as you get taught by others, we're supposed to reach out and influence others by sharing the knowledge that we have um, and and continuing to grow and continuing to learn on the subject also. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've all heard that, you know, comparison to the Dead Sea, right? I mean, the Dead Sea is really super low point on the surface of the earth, but it has this fresh, vibrant water that's pouring into it, but it's, it's so, so uh, salty, it's toxic, and, and, uh, and because there's no water flowing out of it, and, uh, and I just, I see the comparison, you know, I've used this a lot before, that we should all have a Paul and a Timothy in our life. Uh, that means that we're, we're both a Paul and a Timothy to people, and and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, being a prophet or anything else. I'm just talking simply about, about investing in other people like Paul did and being invested in like Timothy was, you know, and, and uh, uh, it's, it's I just, you know, I, you, you can, you can go out and find guys that you, that you agree with and get along with and, and, and everything else, but uh, they may not be the right ones to be, to be, you know, influencing you and, and investing in you. And, uh, and so, you know, you've got to be intentional and, and, uh, but we, we oftentimes forget, you know, I, I, I read Philippians two, three, and four, it says, do nothing from selfishness or vain conceit, but in everything, consider other people more important than yourself. And the first other people that you're considering more important than yourself would be your spouse and your children. And then those people outside of that. But, uh, uh, you know, if you're not, if you're not growing in the word, if you're not being challenged, if you're not being invested in, you're going to have a hard time being a solid example for your wife and your spouse too. Uh, you know, just, just looking at statistics and all the pastors in this world that are looking at porn and, and having affairs, it's just heartbreaking to me. And, you know, those are, those are the people that are supposed to be, supposed to be uh, nurturing the flock, you know, raising up leaders, but they're, they're toxic. So. I, but I, I guess with that statement, you know, being a pastor and, you know, I mean, small town USA, um, 
you know, is it though, because they don't have these relationships, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to, I, I don't know if easy, I mean, sin always brings death, but is it the fact that they won't invite people into their life to say, Hey, well, <laughs> what are you doing? What's going on in your life? Um, you know, I mean, as a, as a, as a pastor in a small town, it's, it's, it has its own challenges. I mean, whether, I mean, big church, little church, all churches in between, but if you don't have, cause I think there again is it's, it, you can become the one that pours into everybody around you and you never have anybody really investing back really into back you up. if you don't, if you don't Ooh. find those people. And so I think it's easy for, you know, I mean, and I could probably attest that I've had those moments in time of my life that, you know, somebody wasn't investing back into me and I don't want to sound selfish because I know there's times you just have to strengthen yourself in the Lord. And, and there's a lot of different things in that aspect, but, and, you know, obviously we're talking about a pastor right now, but I think it's any person out there, you know, any person sitting out there right now is struggling with, with something, some, some sin, whatever it is, then we, you know, we'll just call sin a sin, the customs of this world, the behaviors of this world, you know, I think it's a time to stop and say, wait a minute, is there anybody investing in me? Is there anybody, you know, um, is there anybody uh, that that's holding me accountable? You know, and I think you just, let's go to the statement Kevin said to that cowboy in, on Main Street, Matitsi, Wyoming. I think you just got to ask yourself, which church are you going to? Which yeah. church are you a part of? Because, I mean, I've, I've said before myself is, you know, the, the, the bar sometimes in, in that model of actually uh, caring for people sometimes outdoes the, the Christian church. But yet, on the other hand, it's a perversion is what it is. And yeah. so, you know, they, they, they're they're again, you're their friends as long as you have the cash flow or whatever. But after that. And so I think that's the question maybe of the night here is which church are you attending? That's good. That's good. That's one of the things that I. You know, one of the questions you got to be willing to ask yourself is, do I have any dark closets in my room, in my house that I'm not allowing somebody to have full access to, you know, because we can sit here and, and put on a great show right here. The four of us put on a great show talking about how accountable we are to each other and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's between me and Jesus. If I'm being honest with the three of you guys. If I'm being the one that's, if, if I'm being, giving you guys total access to every closet in my house. And, uh, and that's, that's a good question that each individual man of God, every, every cowboy out there that claims to be a follower of Jesus Christ, that has walls up, that's too tough to confess their sin, that's too macho to, to, to be honest. And, and ask that question, am I allowing somebody, and, and, and look, we all know that, that trust is an important thing, because every one of us had been burned by people we thought were, were trustworthy and, and friends, um, uh, but there's, you know, sometimes there's a risk, uh, you know, you've got to take a risk just to, just to get that growth. Well, any other thoughts on the, on our conversation? I think that's pretty good. Yeah, well, go ahead. Did I interrupt somebody? 
No, I just I'm just kind of muttering the same same thing as what Jr. was saying there. Just a great conversation. Just mulling yeah. it over in my own mind, kind of asking myself some of the questions we've been asking everybody else tonight. Well, I got two Bible passages right here that that just kind of something we can at least close on a little bit. Uh, James four four says. Uh, do, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an, an enemy of God, uh, which when you do that, it makes it hard to be close to God. The other passage I had is uh, 1 Corinthians 25, 30, uh, I'm sorry, 15, 33, says, do not be deceived, bad company ruins good morals. And uh, I think both of those passages kind of undergird what we're talking about, that, that as, we, as we turn our gaze to Jesus, as we look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and be willing to do what J.R. talked about, and that's, that's separating ourselves from uh, those people that we call friends that are taking us down the wrong road. Um, begin to surround ourselves with the right people. So spending time in the word of God, I challenge anybody out there listening to this. If you've never spent much time in the word of God, pick up the Bible and read John. Just start off by reading John and then just keep reading. Uh, find somebody that that's trustworthy. You may not know them very well, <laughs> but it doesn't take long. <clears throat> Excuse me. It doesn't take long to get to know somebody when you're being honest with them. Because sometimes trust can be an idol. Sometimes we'll refuse to be honest with people because for the, in the name of trust, because trust has become an idol to us. But uh, begin reading the book of John. Find somebody that, that can mentor you, help you out, you know, and, and uh, boy, make, make your struggle your number one prayer topic. Make it that thing that you pray about the most. Uh, as you're as you begin to grow and mature and become more like Christ, you'll be able to be a little more diverse in your prayer. But but man, that thing you're struggling with that 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 thing that's that thing in the in the in the world that's keeping you from getting close to Jesus, make that your number one prayer topic. Ask the Lord to bring it up to you every time you begin to step up step off into it and bring you back out of it and, uh, and just, just make prayer a priority in your life. And, uh, uh, you know, I believe that, uh, fellowship with Jesus, prayer, worship never goes unheard. Uh, you may not see immediate change, but I believe with it, with all my heart that that communication with, with Jesus never goes unheard. So, Boy, I sure appreciate you guys. Good conversation. I look forward to the next time we get to we get to visit. Any final words? All right. Well, Jr., why don't you close us in prayer, buddy? You bet. Lord, we just thank you for your presence. We just thank you for the opportunity to get on these Zoom calls and produce podcasts. Lord, we just ask that the seed that you have planted in each of our hearts, that you just let it grow, Lord, that you let this, this word that you have shared with everybody today just reach reach numbers that you you already have picked out, Lord. And we just ask that it can be an influence and an encouragement to others along the way. I just 
praise you for the season, Lord, the season of sending your son to die on the cross for our, the season for sending your son to live in the world, Lord, and show us to be the, the main influence that we should all follow, uh, Jesus Christ, Lord, and we just uh, thank you for, for the sacrifice of him dying for our sins so that we can all come to any journey with you. And Jesus, I just pray protection over anybody that listens to this protection to these guys, Lord, as we continue on into the new year, can't wait to get back and do it again. Lord in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining the Cowboy Connection podcast. Look forward to hearing from you. God bless.